Hello, welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And it's Friday evening, uh, it's about 20 to 9. It's half time between Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United, and we're losing 1 0. We've conceded in the third minute. And I should really be watching it or listening to it, but I don't think it's actually on anything. And it's a strange scenario, but because the match was moved. Um, due to the fact there's a cricket match at Trent Bridge tomorrow, which is just across the road from where the football ground is, um, there were there was concerns about congestion and people getting in and out and two fans and this that, and the other. Because of that, the game was moved. So because it was moved to a Friday, not for the football, not for the television, it's now not possible for it to be a televised game. And I don't really quite understand it. And I have read it twice, and I still don't understand why it's not on TV. So. Instead of watching that, which I would be doing, I thought I'd do this instead. So hopefully by the time we finish, the results got a little bit better and I can enjoy the remainder of the evening. But it sounds at the moment it's not great. So let's have a little bit of twangy guitar and get started. Monday. When we got back from holiday, there'd been an attempted break-in at one of the houses that was a couple of doors down. And what they tried to do was they tried to get into one of the panels of the door. And all they wanted to really do was get a little way into the house. Because the new thing, and I knew nothing about this, is that if you can get somewhere in the house with one of these little devices, you can effectively clone um, a car key. And you can do whatever you need to do to open the car, provided you're in proximity of the car key. So you 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 get into the house some way, shape or form, get through a bit of the door or what whatever you do. And if there's a remote control for the car close enough, then this little gizmo effectively allows the car to be opened, or whether it probably even allows the car to be switched on. I've no idea how it works. I just know it's a thing. And on the back of being told that, what I then found out from a couple of people who lived uh, around and about is that they keep their car keys overnight in a tin. Because keeping them in a tin with a lid on top stops this device or whatever it is being able to, you know, bounce off the key or clone or do whatever it does um, to open the, the the car. I guess it's equivalent in some way to, and the reason why people have these RFID wallets, so that nobody can brush past you and, and take money off your, your card. It, I guess it's a similar sort of thing. I mean, I am absolutely spitballing here because I've got no idea how it works. But it sounded plausible, and it, sound, and it explained why the house a few doors down effectively got a panel of their door uh, kind of almost ripped off that was prized away because all they really needed to do was get a hand in with this device and hope that there was a car key in the hallway. And to be fair, our car keys are normally in the hallway. So for the past two weeks now, um, when you when we come downstairs, the first thing we have to do is go to a Pudsey the Bear tin and get the car keys out. On the back of that, I've done some searching and today I've ordered um, a little box um, and I think they're wooden boxes that's for that very purpose. And it also comes with a couple of sleeves that you can take around with you to put your car key in. So they are impervious to this moving forward. And I had, I had no idea. I had no idea this was a thing. But um, apparently these little RFID wallets that you can give to people, they're a common company gift now for company car owners who are often around in hotels or what have you with, with company cars. 
So who knew on all of this? Who knew on all of this? But now we have keys in a tin and we've got a, a, a proper box on the way with some of these little sleeve things as well. So I'm going to be fully RFID'd up to the max, um, which means that chances are somebody else will find a way to break in and get something different. Tuesday. I'll start by saying I wanted to say yes to Yoga Go-Go. I think it's Yoga Go-Go. Um, it must be Yoga Go-Go. Um, and it's, I'm being, I'm being somewhat bombarded by companies who want me to do lazy yoga or to do this kind of exercise routine that involves you doing 10 minutes a day of various exercises where you do a lot of stretching and it helps you get toned and it helps you feel more energetic and it helps you. It's, it's a little bit of the Joe Wixie thing, but it's a little, maybe slightly lower impact um, than that. Um, and I've been getting lots of ads for it. And I finally, I finally succumbed. I've done a good job of making me think, you know what? Maybe, maybe something like this, like lazy yoga or chair yoga or something. Maybe that's the maybe that's the thing for me, because uh, I've been talking about doing something for a while that would kind of be around core strength and what have you. And I ain't as supple as I used to be. So I thought, Do you know what? Let's let's go in gently with this. And I'm quite prepared to throw a little bit of cash at it for somebody to do me a 10, 15 minute everyday plan. And then we'll see how it goes. And if it works out, I can probably work out how to do it and keep it going. But if it gives me a start and it keeps me encouraged and what have you, I thought, do you know what? I don't normally go for this kind of thing, but I'm prepared to give it a go. So I went and I, I, I filled in the questionnaire and it came back with a personalized plan. And for three months, it was 20 quid. And I was like, do you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm prepared to risk 20 quid. I might not do it. I might do it. I might feel great. It might be a total con. It doesn't really matter. Let's Let's give it a go. Except TSB don't want me to do it because they declined the transaction. They wouldn't let me, via Apple Pay, spend £20 on, um, on, on this program. And so they texted me to say, have you tried to do this transaction? We've noticed a transaction. It looks, it looks uh, dodgy. We don't think it's you. Have you tried to, to do it? And I went straight back and said, yes, that was me. That was me. And they, they, they gave me two transactions through the day. One of them was me paying um, the electric bill and the other one was, was this Yoga Go-Go. And, um, and they, they basically, they, they, I went back and said yes. And they said, fine, no problem. You'll need to try the transaction again. And they, they, then they declined it again. And we went through the same procedure and then they declined it again. And it's not the card because the card's been used for different things today and the card's absolutely fine. But, but, TSB clearly don't think I should be doing this. Now, they might be saving me from myself. A couple of reasons. One, I might just never do it, in which case, fine, they're saving me 20 quid. Or maybe it is a massive con. Um, maybe it is a scam, but I don't really... It doesn't, it doesn't look like a scam. It, as far as I can tell, it seems to be legit. So it's just TSB basically saying, you ain't doing that. Wednesday. I was due to go out for a walk um, today, and I decided I wanted to walk somewhere a bit different. And it was getting, it was early evening, and so I said to Alison, "Can will you drop me off? We drop me off at Digley Reservoir, um, and I'll walk back. I'll walk back through uh, Homebridge and Hinchliffe Mill, and walk back through Homefirth, and it's a different walk, and it'd be about five, five and a half miles. And I, I, I don't want to do the ten, I don't want to do a ten mile round trip. So, okay, do you, do you mind 
you know, there's a there's a kind of a, 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 an easy way to get there on the card. Do you mind taking me over the top, drop me off, and I'll see you back at home? All fine, no problem. And what it meant is walking back through um, Hinchliffe Mill. Um, it, it, that that was a place we used to live. We used to, our, our first house when we got married was was um, down on Old Road in Hinchliffe Mill, and I walked down Old Road and I walked past the house. And as I as I got to the house, a lady was coming out of the basement to feed to water her plants, and I said hello and did the thing that you do, which is to say, you, you're not going to believe this, but actually, twenty odd years ago, we lived in this house. Um, in fact, sort of 25 years ago, we lived in this house. It was, it was our first house. And we got talking. And uh, I happened to say that when we lived there, the basement hadn't been, um, it hadn't been converted. It was a very, very um, disused kind of, almost like a cold storage kind of basement that, that would have required a lot of work to get it converted into what they were using it for, which was a, which was a kitchen. So our kitchen used to be on the... Uh, the the sort of the 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 what was the ground floor, um, and it's one of those kind of terracey houses where you go down some steps um, that way around to the bottom. So we got we got talking about that, which was really nice. And she said, "Look, do you want to come? Do you want to come and see it?" So we, we went in. I went in and we had a look around. And she showed me the basement and she showed me how it had changed upstairs. And, and large a lot of ways, the house hadn't changed that much at all. And we, and it turns out there was probably the people we sold the house to, and then this couple who've been there nineteen years, and they was saying how much they loved the house and it really worked well from how cosy it was, particularly in 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 the basement area. And it was. There's nothing to the story other than that. It was just one of those things that I walked past and, and me being me would say, oh, hello, we used to live in this house, and then and then meeting somebody new. And I'm going to try now and dig out any photos we've got of when we were there because um, the couple who are there now are really keen to see what bits were different. Um, we talked about, um, I mean, we took the plaster off the walls intentionally uh, in the back bedroom and exposed uh, a wall and that was still that was still exposed um and we also painted the uh, it was it's a, a timber uh seal it got beams across it and it also got um whatever the it's not cladding is it but it had it had it was a wooden covered ceiling so it was you know like the panels you would put on a wall it was on that on the ceiling and and they were a dark they were a very dark sort of um you know stain and we we actually painted them um like a a very light cream to lift the room and 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 it was still that that way when i went and had a had a look around so it was just i guess if i'd not decided to walk that way if i'd not walked down the road at that particular point in time if she'd not been coming out to water flowers we wouldn't have got involved in the conversation and it and it actually was nice to it was nice to see what because I'd driven past a couple of times I knew it had been done but it was actually nice to see what we probably would have done to the house if we'd actually stayed there a, a little bit longer. Thursday. It was a real shame uh, to learn of the passing of um, Michael Parkinson. Um, and he's one of the last bits, I guess, of what Saturday nights were when I was growing up uh, left. If you think about the two Ronnies and Morecambe and Wise or Generation Game or all those kind of things, um, then there 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 aren't many of those things um, you know left anymore. And he was definitely part of that what you would call that kind of you know traditional Saturday night telly when we were back. And obviously, 
being local to the area, being one of a kind in terms of um, an interviewer. It was it was not a surprise. He was eighty eight. You know, I've seen him a couple of times on TV recently. He looked he looked fairly frail, but and and what an incredible impact he had, and and what an incredible legacy he's, he's left behind. But uh, it's a shame. But what it it where it took me, I'll tell you where it took me. It took me to the Woofits, and the Woofits was a series of books that he wrote in the eighties, I think. And I don't know why I thought of the Woofits, but I thought of the Woofits. And I thought of these books. I remember reading these books when they came out, and I would be whatever age at that point in time. Uh, they might have even been late seventies. I don't know. I'll have to double, double check. But I remember reading these books, these Woofit books, and knowing that he'd done them. And there was one on cricket, and there was one on football, and there were, there were a couple of others. And I searched it and found it on a Wikipedia page. Um, as you'd expect, that's most returns take you there first. But this was a really, really well researched, well put together Wikipedia page. Now, it it felt true because as I was searching, I thought, I'm sure they made a TV series, and actually, it did reference the TV series and it referenced the books and it gave you a bit of a breakdown of each one of the books and there were the credits and the and the things and it and it all seemed to make perfect sense. And in that kind of thank God for the internet moment. I just went, this is this is what the internet is for. This is exactly what the internet is for. Being able to being able to connect with the Woofits again after all this time, if only briefly, made me feel good. It made me it, it, it took me back somewhere. It ended up taking me back to um it ended up taking me back to my grandma's uh, in Sheffield. It it I, you know, it 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 did reconnect me with with certain things all because somebody had, has put together a, a woof it wikipedia page so i need to thank whoever's done it because it's a beautiful beautiful thing it's a nice way to think of michael parkinson and i know everybody's talking about rod hall and they're talking about billy Connolly and they're talking about muhammad ali and all these things and of course you absolutely should but my little my little parky memory is is the woof it's and and it and it clearly it clearly is a memory for somebody else as well. Uh, and I might now even go and see if I can find on YouTube to see if somebody some other good fellow and it might be the same one has has has, has found a way of scanning them and maybe there's a Woofits clip somewhere to to watch. And I'm sure it'll be nothing like what I remember, but just just the fact these things can happen is is beautiful. <laughs> Okay, so before we start today's bit, I've double-checked, and the books were 1980, which makes perfect sense, because that would be why I've got a memory of uh, of my well, my nan and papa's house in Sheffield, because that would be around about that time before they passed away. Uh, and it would also be right because I would be uh, um, nine at that point in time, which would be exactly the right time for me to be reading those, so that makes perfect sense. And there were four uh, titles. There was Cricket... There was football. There was uh, Woofit's Day Out and the Daily Woofit, which I think was about a, a newspaper. I think, um, and they were based in, uh, in a place called Grimeworth, which is was a hybrid of Cuddeth, uh village where I think he was born, and Grimethorpe, which was nearby. And I've played in Grimethorpe and been heckled in Grimethorpe. Uh, so we'll leave that there after that little bit of an aside, and we'll get to something that happens every week that I've never put any thought of until today. 
And that is that I get an update every week telling me how many searches, LinkedIn searches, I have been in for that week. And pretty much without fail, week in, week out, I am in 17 searches. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. LinkedIn's obviously, you know, a, a whether it's a recruitment site or what have you, but LinkedIn is there to to match people to jobs to 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 a larger or whatever extent. And I'm in pretty much nailed on 17 searches every week, as far as I can tell. And nobody has ever contacted me. I have never once been approached, bearing in mind I'm effectively appearing on some, getting close to 900 searches a year. And I apologise, my maths is that bad that I can't time 17 by 52, but I'm going to do it and it's 884, so it's not far off 900. And as far as I can tell, I've never been contacted. So who are these people? Who are these 17 people or these 884, assuming it's not the same 17 every week, though it would make more sense if it was the same 17, but who are they? And why are they searching for me week in, week out? Why am I appearing in 17 LinkedIn searches? Because I've got absolutely no idea why, and nothing ever comes of it. So either either I've done something very wrong that I would fit into a demographic, and then when people actually take one look at my profile in a bit more detail, they go, oh, grief, we don't fancy him. Or what is it that I'm being searched against? I've got absolutely no idea. But, but... 17 searches I appear to be in week in, week out. So if you understand how that algorithm works, if you understand how that program works, if you can give me some kind of indication of what might be coming my way at some point if I drop lucky one week, it would be fascinating to find out. Since we've been talking, Sheffield United have equalised against Forest. As far as I can tell, I got something on my phone to tell me that we had equalised. I'm now going to go to the BBC website and double check that that's absolutely true. But if that's the case, if that's the case, then actually doing this at this point in time uh, is working well. Do you know what? It's even better. Forest have had a goal disallowed as well. So it's still one all as it stands at the moment. Apologies if you're a Forest fan. Really sorry. If you're not a Forest fan and you, you're happy to give your allegiance to Sheffield United as your only or as your second team, then it stands at the moment we've got a valuable equaliser in a game that's already feeling like a six-pointer. Anyway, let's leave that to one side. I hope you're well, hope you're safe, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>